Hey everybody! Hello guys! So I think today we're going to talk about kind of a bunch of things. We want to touch on friendships because we've had a lot of questions recently about, you know, how to manage friendships with emetophobia. We want to talk about different emetophobia, you know, groups, either on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, um, and just kind of how emetophobia seems to be growing not growing, but, like, becoming more well-known across social media. Mm-hmm. It totally is growing, though. Like, yeah. it's blowing up on... I don't know. Part of me is, like, maybe it's just our alg- algorithm. Maybe. But <laughs> our algo... However you say that word. Algorithm. Algorithm. But, I don't know. I feel like it is kind of becoming more well-known. And then I also want to share... A little experience I had last week. (laughs) Um, We missed the episode last week, honestly, just because we got busy with, you know, school and work and everything. But we're back and Brooke and I have been talking and I think we want to have our moms on the podcast soon. I actually talked or like I told a couple people about that in the DMs and everyone was just like, oh my gosh, I would absolutely love that. It was I was pretty much telling moms with daughters or yeah sons with hemophobia and they were like yes do that so we'll probably do that yeah i need i still need to talk to my mom about it but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i guess we'll just start it just get started um so last week actually actually a week ago today i I love how you know the exact date. You're like, I know today at 4 p.m. approximately. (laughs) Um, I had a horrible day with my metaphobia. I was nauseous all day. Um, It started, well, I went to work that day. And on Tuesdays, I go to work at 6 a.m. And I'm off at 11 a.m. And I, it was towards the end of my, you know, work day. It was probably 10 a.m., I remember it was early because yeah. you were like, I work today. And I was like, already? Yeah, girl. Tuesdays I go to work at so 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Horrible. Anyway, so it was around 10 a.m. I was getting off soon and I started to get a little nauseous. But it was kind of it was kind of the type of nausea where I'm like, am I nauseous or am I hungry or am I nauseous because I'm hungry? But I didn't have anything to eat, and then after that, I went to my boyfriend's house, and I just kind of progressively got more nauseous, but I was still kind of hungry, but I couldn't eat because I was so nauseous, and that kind of started the, started the cycle, and I honestly don't know if I had, like, a stomach bug or what. I never threw up, but it got so bad. I got home from my boyfriend's house, went directly to my bed slept for a few hours, woke up. And when I really started getting anxious was after I woke up because usually when I fall asleep and I wake up, like it kind of resets my body and I feel Mm -hmm. better, but I didn't. And it got to the point where I couldn't even really move an inch without panicking, like almost throwing up. Yeah. And I had to pee really bad, but I was like, I'm not going to the bathroom because if I go to the bathroom, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, it was horrible. But then by the end of the evening, I started feeling better. I was so anxious. Like, I haven't been that anxious in a long time. And I haven't I remember, been that nauseous in a long time. 
I'm trying to like find some of the text messages because you texted me and you were just like, I was like, I don't know what's going on with me. Yeah. Because I, I had never had nausea so bad where I couldn't even move an inch without almost throwing up. Yeah, you literally said in a text message, I don't even know what's going on with me. Yeah. You literally said that. Hold on. I'm trying to find when you first texted because we usually film on Tuesdays and I think last Tuesday is the day we were like, oh, we're way too busy to film. Yeah, because you had you were working, right? Oh, Tuesday. yeah. We were going to film on Monday and then yeah. I was already at work when you texted me. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember when you first texted me, I was like, oh, she's definitely hungry. Because, I mean, your body... It, it felt like hunger, but then it was just not. I don't know. Yeah, and also your body's more used to not eating as much as, like, I would say, like, a normal, quotations, normal person. Yeah. So even though you did have, like, only a couple crackers in the morning, you probably still would be hungry, but I don't know. Yeah. And you didn't take Zofran. No, so... I, which is so weird, usually I take Zofran, well, I don't really take Zofran anymore, but I usually have no problem taking Zofran, but I just, I was so nauseous that I was scared to take Xanax or Zofran, like, I was scared to put anything into my stomach, so I didn't take it, and I'm actually kind of glad I didn't, like, I'm kind of glad I pushed through without it, but also, I probably could have saved myself a lot of anxiety if I would have taken it, but yeah, so anyways, I ended up feeling better the next day. Um, Did you have a hair appointment that night, or was it the next morning? It was the next, it was the next day that I was supposed to have a hair appointment, and I was so anxious. I was feeling better, but I didn't eat all day the day before, and so I was kind of trying to, I was scared to eat still, but I was feeling better, so I was kind of trying to gradually start eating again. Mm Mm-hmm. And my hair appointments take like five, six hours. So I was terrified because yeah. I'm just like trapped there, you know. And luckily before I was about to leave, and also I couldn't cancel it because if I canceled it out, there's like a cancellation fee and I didn't want to pay that. Anyway, so luckily right before I was about to leave my house, my hair girl texted me and she was like, hey, um, you can still come tonight or today if you want to, but I have a, I had a cancellation for tomorrow, so you can come then. And so I was like, perfect. So I ended up going Thursday. That worked out a little too perfectly. Yeah. What are the literally. odds that happened? Yeah. Anyways, just wanted to share my story. Um, sorry if it was triggering for anybody, but I made it through. And I think that just goes to show that, you know, some, it can suck really bad and it can be really scary, but feeling nauseous even like even if it's not just anxiety or random I don't know random feelings you can get through it and you will get through it I honestly kept having the thoughts of like I almost would rather throw up Mm -hmm. than feel this bad yeah sometimes if I'm really 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 nauseous and like I'm just really not feeling well I'll get those same thoughts I'm just like but then also then I started getting anxious thinking about throwing up so yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's like a spectrum or at least this yeah. is for me. There's a spectrum. If I feel if I feel good, I'm like, okay, you know what? Throwing up isn't really that bad. Like obviously I don't want to do it, but it's like, okay, I kind of just want to do it just to like get this over with. And then if I start feeling bad, then I won't want to do it. Like I'd rather die. But then if I'm feeling like super, super bad, I'm like, okay, I'd rather 
throw up and get this over with. But then if I'm feeling like even worse, I'm probably like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. There's like a yeah. spectrum. So I would have the thought and be like, oh, I'd rather just like throw up and get this over with and, you know, feel a little bit of relief. And then I started like imagining myself throwing up and I started panicking. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that. Funny. But yeah, I got through it. Um, I think, you know, I mostly just wanted to share this to show that Brooke and I still have emetophobia. We still have really hard days and we still have things that trigger us. Yeah. Um, and I'm still mentally healing from that day a week ago. Um, yeah. Every time I'm just the slightest bit nauseous since then, I get super nervous that that's going to happen again. And it doesn't. But yeah, we're just like you guys and we struggle with it too. And we have our days. That was like one of your first really bad days in a long time. I feel like. Yeah, I, I think... feel like over a year, honestly. Yeah. I'm Maybe when you went to uh, the lake or something, was that your, I don't know. It's been a long time though. You you did it, and you're so you said earlier that, or I think you just said this right now, but like if you start to feel nauseous, you're just like you don't want to feel that same way again, and it's like a PTSD almost, yeah. like it's a traumatic event, and you're still trying to recover from that. And yeah, we'll get through it. <laughs> Luckily, I had therapy the next day, so I talked oh, to nice. her about it, and she was like, you know, and I, I was telling her how I kind of feel discouraged because I've been doing so good mm-hmm. um, like a step back yeah and she's like you know healing isn't linear and things are gonna happen but what's important is that you you learn how to get back on track and I don't you know I didn't eat that whole day and I was nervous to eat the next day and she which was is fine like, yeah it's fine but she was also like you can't just go down that same spiral again you know you have to pick yourself back up and keep going and that's what I've been doing so yeah when everything kind of went down for me like when I moved out recently and when my boyfriend and I broke up um I was like I was really like I was feeling nauseous really every single day it was horrible it's awful and I was so scared of getting back into that like hole I think that's Mm -hmm. my biggest fear with anemophobia like I don't know losing control of myself and literally just getting into a dark hole and I can't get out because we've been there before yeah and it's horrible and it's so hard to get out yeah but I mean you know it takes day after day you just slowly inch out slowly to do, do yeah. what you can to get better but did you you went back to work when you needed to go back to work or did you call off the next day or what was that uh well I actually I was taking the rest of the week off anyways oh. because um Long story short, I faked that I had COVID because we had, we had, um, 40 <laughs> hours. I had 40 hours of COVID pay left uh-huh. and it, before it got taken away. So I was like, I'm just going to use it. So anyways, that worked out so perfectly. Yeah. So I didn't, I went back to work yesterday. It was my first day back, but yeah, I mean the next day after that, I, like I said, was nervous to eat. So I didn't really eat full meals. I was just was kind of snacking mm-hmm. to ease myself back into it. And then the next day I ate more. And Yeah. Constant battle. Anyway, yesterday, some of you guys saw on the Instagram page, but I went live. I did. Oh, also it was last, what was it? Last Monday? Was it? Or a couple days ago was um, 
well, a couple days ago for us, but whatever. On the 5th was Emetophobia Awareness Day, which is awesome. I made a post on the Instagram about it, and it was like a couple of slides. And over, I think it was over like 400 people reposted it to their stories. And Yay. like, I am not about the like the shares, the likes, the comments, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But the fact, I mean, it's an awareness day. You know, you want people to feel comfortable to post it and like more people find out about it. Um, And the fact that that many people were able to post it and obviously, you know, other people saw it. I thought that was awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. And like I said, it's like, I'm maybe it's blowing up on TikTok. I don't know. I think it is. I just keep seeing like on my For You page, I keep seeing people talking about their emetophobia. Me too. Here, let me look it up on TikTok right now. The thing is, when I first made the Instagram page back in 2016, this was a long time ago. This was like, what, seven years ago. Um, There was literally no, there was nothing about emetophobia on any social platforms. So obviously like anything at this point is more than it was back then. But Mm -hmm. There's just, I don't know, it just keeps showing up on my For You page. But the reason, like, why we want to talk about this specifically is because for a lot of people, like, the more you learn about this fear, the more triggering it can be from the get-go. Like, mm-hmm. for me, especially when, you know, running the Instagram page, I developed so many different triggers that I never had beforehand, and that sucks, but... I think it's that does more good in the long run than harm because I'm exposing myself from the start and um, I'm going to learn how to get over those potential triggers instead of just like what we were talking to Kari about last week or a couple weeks ago. We learn about the triggers and we expose ourselves fully and we dive headfirst into it so it won't affect us later on in life. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I also want to mention... You know, this is just my personal um, opinion, but, you know, on the Metaphobia page, we we have people that like to be in group chats. Yeah. And, you know, we make group chats for them because, you know, that's what they want. Um, for me personally, I have been in group chats and I don't think they're helpful at yeah. all. I think they actually made me my made my emetophobia worse um because a lot of the times in those group chats people are just like oh I feel sick I feel sick and constant yeah and it's just what's I can't think of the word it's like it's just constantly reminding you about your emetophobia and it's like you're it's making your whole world revolve around that and I know Mm -hmm. it feels like our whole world does revolve around that but I don't know. I I just think they're so unhealthy for me personally. And um, if if you guys think they're helpful for you and they are helpful for you, then great. You know, that's why we have people in in group chats. But definitely don't ever feel bad for leaving one Mm -hmm. if you think it's getting too triggering or it's affecting you in a negative way because that's what I had to do. Yeah. A lot of people are also like on the fence about it. They don't know if it's if their anxiety is like flaring up or if it's because of the group chat they're in and they're just like, I don't know, maybe this is helping, maybe this isn't helping. Um, some people are, you know, they're aren't too sure. But before I talk about that, there was a group chat that I made 
on Instagram and I added myself to it because it was the same age group that I was in and I literally never said anything in that group chat on Instagram DM but then some of the girls um, decided to make a group chat like a smaller group chat on iMessage and I was like you know what let's just do this whatever the last group chat I was in for emetophobia was like in 2019 or something remember that group chat <laughs> um that was a really bad group chat number one but um so I was I went in that group chat and first off all of the girls in that group chat I absolutely adore but you know we've lost some people because it's too much for them and I've definitely had my days where I'm just like I cannot look in this group chat or I've definitely read triggering stuff um and for us we've kind of made a like on text message, you know how you can send it in invisible ink. Mm-hmm. So like the only way you can read that message is if you like erase yeah. the thing. So like one of the girls was like, okay, if you have anything that's like, if you're not feeling well and you need a reassurance, just send it in invisible ink and people can decide if they want to read it or that's whatnot. Smart. Yeah. And then also um, that was kind of working at some point, kind of not working at some point. So then some of the girls were just like, okay, instead, let's just say, like, you need reassurance, and then someone who's available will just text you separately on your own. I don't know. Like, it, it really just depends on the group of people that you're with. But if there yeah. is someone who's just constantly just like, I'm not feeling good, Every panic, day. panic. And Maddie and I have been in a group chat where someone was like that. Oh, year, this was years ago. And um, that's just when it's just like, I mean, I get it. I was at that point some at one point, mm-hmm. but that's where it's just like no one can help you other than yourself and you panicking that much is kind of just, I don't know, it's kind of just bringing other people down in a way. Um, but we get it because we've been there before. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely get it. And I also want to say that, you know, if you don't know if the group chats are helpful for you or not, you can get out of it, and then if you decide that you do want to be back in it, you can just message us on the Instagram page, and we can put you back in it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just remember to put yourself first and do what's best for your um, mental health, and you know. Yeah, and I remember I don't know when this was, but we were doing a Q and A, and someone asked, "Is it beneficial to have friends with emetophobia?" And we like briefly mentioned it or answered it. I think we said. What did we say? Do you remember this question? Yeah, I don't remember what we said, but I know what I would say now. What would you say now? <laughs> I would say I would like, say yes. Because we have each other, but we don't have yeah. anyone else in our personal lives. Yeah, I think I think yes. I think the group chats and the, you know, multiple people with emetophobia together can mm-hmm. become unhealthy. Um I think it also depends on who the person is. Like, I don't text Brooke every time I get slightly nauseous and need reassurance. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think it just re- depends on the people because Brooke and I are good at, like, every time... Like, I didn't even know she... Wait, did you say you were nauseous? Yesterday? Yeah. I've been, like, dealing with it a lot lately. But, like, we don't, we yeah, don't like, text each other every single time, you know? Yeah, it's just if something gets really bad and, and we understand that it can trigger the other person. So we try to be mindful of that, but it's also, they fully understand what we're going through. And mm-hmm. it's nice, nice to talk to someone that actually understands it some, sometimes. 
But I think, yeah, with the group chats, like having multiple friends, it can be a lot. Um, it can be and really I think triggering. if you are going to be friends with somebody that also has a metaphobia, you guys both just have to understand how to really not bring each other down and instead lift each other up. Mm-hmm. There are like some situations like I'm not going to go into detail, but the other day I was, I don't know, I was driving somewhere and there was a there was an event that I just did did not want to be part of. It triggered my emetophobia. It was not great. Definitely panicked a little bit. But, like, I knew internally that I'm going to be okay. And if I needed to, like, head home or if I needed to turn the car around or um, take a Zofran, which, again, you don't want to do that all the time. But if you need to, you do what you need to do. Um, like, I knew I was going to be okay. So I, I didn't text anyone because I, I – or I didn't text anyone with emetophobia um, because I knew I was going to be okay and I was going to get through that. But then let's say like your situation the other day when you were really freaking out, I would have definitely texted and been like, I'm dying. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It, it really depends on the person, but texting a lot. And if you are like in that moment where you're just panicking over it, a lot of different things, which we've all been there before, that's completely normal. I would say try and find someone in your personal life that doesn't have emetophobia that may be able to help out a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely good to have friends that are, don't have emetophobia as well because they help, you know, push you out of your comfort zone. And yeah, I, I think I, I'm trying to look back on our text messages from when I wasn't feeling good because I remember telling you, um, oh, I was like, when I feel better, I'm going to look back and realize how dramatic I'm being. I yeah. always get embarrassed of how I act whenever I feel better. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like, I don't know if this is you, Brooke, but I feel like I kind of turn into a d- different person. It's just like where I'm panic. like, yeah, it's just like, I, yeah, sheer panic. And mm. I've like lost myself. Yeah, I get the same way. Yeah. But and then I feel better. And I'm like, what even just happened? <laughs> Do you know anyone in real life with emetophobia? Or like, have you met anyone, any coworkers or like family members? And they don't even have to like fully have emetophobia, but they like claim. Or do, do you know anyone in real life who even knows of the term other than from you? No, but I, there was this person in high school. It was this guy actually. And when I was in the hospital for those two weeks, I posted something on Instagram about it. And when I went back to school, I was like, I've always been very open. And this guy was like, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, I, I'm i so scared of throwing up and I get panic attacks about it. That's emetophobia, right? Was Do you know him yeah. other than... Like, have you talked to him before that? Or, like, do you know him at all? Well, I, like, knew who he was, but we never, like, talked to me or never friends or anything. That's actually pretty cool. I don't I don't think I knew anyone. I'm I'm also not open about it. So, like, if I meet someone, it's them telling me about it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? What's hematophobia? <laughs> yeah. um, no, but one of Logan's f- friends, ex-girlfriends, like, they were girlfriends at the time, um... She has emetophobia, I guess you can say. Like, she says that she's really scared of throwing up. And, like, when she talks about it, she's, like, knocking on wood. Like, she's, like, 
you know, scared of it, but she doesn't restrict herself at all. It's like, I don't know if you truly have emetophobia because she's told me about the word, like we were at a bonfire and she like, she's like, have you ever heard of this term? I think, I think you may have it too. And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> um, like, oh, I never heard of that before. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like she has emetophobia, whatnot. And then a week later she went on a, like, uh, she drove up to Washington. She went on like an 18 hour road trip with a friend and her friend was the one driving their car and it's like no if you had like I mean everyone has their different triggers but if you had emetophobia it it would have been like she would have yeah. said something or like it would have you would have been more I don't know and then also she drinks and it's like that's you don't have the emetophobia I have girl it's it's a little <laughs> different I I have a coworker, and she was we were kind of talking about like what if a patient were to throw up yeah. in the room while we're in there with them? And she's like, I would just leave. Like, I would leave. And I, she was like, I get nervous and I start panicking a little bit when people throw up. And so I was like, hmm. so I was trying to like dig a little bit in mm-hmm. to see how she, but she, exactly like, how she, panicky. <laughs> yeah. And, but like, she also doesn't really restrict herself and uh-huh. she eats whatever. And like, I guess her boyfriend's been having like stomach issues lately related to anxiety, I think, but she she'll come to work and she'll be like, my boyfriend woke me up this morning throwing up in the bathroom. And I'm like, and you're at work? Yeah. I was canceled. <laughs> yeah. See, it's just so different. I don't know. I don't know. It's a little different. But again, like on TikTok, it's blowing up on TikTok. So people are becoming more aware of it. And although yeah. like I'm so thankful that it's becoming more known it's kind of like, you know, how people say, like, oh, I have anxiety, and then their anxiety is them, like, I don't know, just, like, the smallest little thing. It's, like, okay. It's, like, the stereotypical stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know anyone in real life who, like, legitimately has um, emetophobia. Also, yeah. someone DM'd the page a couple days ago, and they were, like, let me see if I can find the message. They asked if they had emetophobia and they explained their situation. And they were just like, I think their triggers were limited, but it wasn't, but like the limited triggers that they had, it was like extreme. Like it would have sent them into a panic attack. And first off, if you have any, like, what's the definition for emetophobia? It's like any intense. It's like the intense fear of vomit. So like, yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're afraid of just other people throwing up or just, just you or whatever the circumstance I think it's just like throwing up in general yeah and it can be anything related like Lauren she doesn't care if also I asked Lauren about so okay I asked Lauren about why she's scared of herself or others getting sick but not herself because I don't know it's just so different for me and she said that it's because she had a traumatic experience growing up basically one of her, I think her brother got like car sick or something in the car and she was stuck in the car for like a few more hours afterwards. So that's why she's scared of other people getting sick. But like with herself, she feels a lot more in control. So she's not scared of herself getting sick. And when she explained that- Wait, but I thought she was scared of herself getting sick. Okay. And then that's, I thought that too, but she said she hasn't gotten sick in a really long time. So she doesn't avoid things to- not get herself sick does that make sense Uh, yeah so like we avoid things she doesn't avoid things but I'm sure if like it comes about she would get a little bit more anxious than the normal person 
But when yeah. she explained that, that made so much sense because before when I thought of people who only are worried about other people getting sick, I don't know, I was just like, it's valid and it's totally fine, but it's just so different for me. I'm just like, it's just yeah. very different. I'm only really scared of other people getting sick if it can be contagious. Yeah. Yeah, like if someone Like if I hear, so- I don't want to be with someone while they're throwing up, even if it's just because they're drunk or whatever, but like. I won't panic for days about it. Yeah. Or if someone, um, no, if, if I know exactly why someone's sick, like if I know they're getting sick from like alcohol poisoning, that won't freak me out. But if I don't know why someone's sick, that will freak me out yeah. because it's like, obviously we get in our head. We're like, why are they sick? Whatever. Um, yeah. But I also like, if someone has alcohol poisoning, I also wouldn't want to be like, listening to them the whole time (laughs) get away from me that's gross yeah but that's i think the more normal i don't know some people literally do not care like literally yeah oh and that okay that reminds me on tiktok i saw a a tiktok or maybe on twitter if you have twitter i would not suggest looking up emetophobia on there because she's probably so bad you know how like twitter's already it it was literally just a bunch of pages of people saying like trigger warning if you have emetophobia and then they're like traumatic event or something mm-hmm. don't recommend that anyway i saw a video of some girl they were like out drinking and some like a friend was trying to get her other friend to throw up because she just didn't feel good and i'm just like absolutely not wait do you follow remy ashton or whatever no on tiktok she's like a youtuber or on instagram or anything Anyway, she had, it was like her, it was her birthday, and she, she's a YouTuber, like, I don't know, she's friends with Alicia Marie, if you know who that is. She looks familiar, but I don't. Anyways, I don't really watch her anymore, but I still follow her, and she posted videos of, like, they were drunk, and she was, she posted videos of, like, her friend in front of the toilet trying to throw up. Who posts that stuff? I don't understand that. I mean, also, a lot of, like, I want to say, like, those Utah moms, but, like, those young hot moms, you know what I'm talking about <laughs> on social media? Yeah. They've been posting a lot about, like, oh, my gosh, my son has a stomach bug, or, like, yeah. they're posting about it all the time, and it's, like, why are you posting about that? No one cares, and no one wants to know, but then again, it's, like, I get it's traumatic for them. They're, like, not traumatic, but, like, they're, you know, they're having to take care of sick children, so I kind of make sense why they post about it, but it's, like, Keep it to yourself. Yeah. For and me, it's just, like, it reminds me that it's, like, the still season where stomach bug goes around, and it makes me nervous. Yeah. But. On TikTok, whenever that pops up, I click. If, if, if you have TikTok and things pop up, click uninterested, and eventually, after a while, TikTok will – like, I haven't seen anything on my For You page in a long time, and TikTok will eventually understand that you don't want to see those videos. Yeah. Um, but there is kind of like an exposure. This is the last thing I really want to talk about. It is kind of like an exposure. When you see those videos, they're disgusting and they're horrible to watch in the moment. And it can probably ruin your day, honestly. And you may – I remember seeing a picture when I was super young that my mom showed me because she thought it was so funny. And it still haunts me. That picture still <laughs> haunts me to this day. But, like, seeing those, it exposes yourself to those uncomfortable – situations and again you don't have to do that to recover but you never know like in real life you never know like if you are if you see someone being sick in in public 
So just, I don't know, just exposing yourself, it, it, that's good. You don't have to go out of your way to do it, but if you're guarding yourself, that won't help either. Yeah, I think there's definitely, like, needs to be some balance of exposure to be able to heal from this because, you know, you have to be able to live a normal life. Yeah. So. Yeah, and guarding yourself will not be good. I wrote something down. Let me see what it says. I don't know. I basically talked about how, like, with running the Instagram page, you expose yourself fully and it's literally – I mean, it sucks at first and you develop more triggers, but the more you dive deep into it, the more you learn about this phobia, the more – and, I mean, you'll learn how to overcome it and you'll learn how to overcome every part of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You'll literally overcome all of it when you do overcome it instead of, like, if you only have some triggers and then they may creep – more triggers may creep back in when a bad situation occurs. So, basically, what I'm coming out of that is if you – if you want to look up on Instagram about emetophobia, I would suggest to do it, even though it may cause more anxiety at the get-go, I think. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I it's. I think it's just, you know, it, exposure therapy or exposing yourself or, you know, doing things that are uncomfortable can be very scary, but in the long run, it will help. Yeah, and you don't have um, to go out of your way to do it either if you don't yeah. want to, but... It, it's more like... Maybe just start with not avoiding. Like, you don't have to search for something, but just don't avoid it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel all over the place because I just said on TikTok, I click on interested. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, whatever. You got to do what you got to do to get by, but whatever. (laughs) And some days you're in the mood where it's like, okay, I can't watch this. And sometimes you're like, okay, I can handle this. Yeah. It's scary, but I can, you know, I can push through. So it's honestly just like a day-to-day thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I wanted to talk about, though. Is there anything else you want to touch about on this topic? No, I don't think so. Hopefully um, we can have our moms on soon. I know. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, my mom has always been my biggest support system. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Plus, she's... She's majoring in psychology. She's getting her master's right now in, I don't know, something in psychology. So she's, like, learning all about the brain and how the brain works. But, yeah, like always, if you guys have any more questions or anything or if you want to be added to a group chat, uh, make sure to DM us and we can get you added or answer any questions. And if you are in a group chat and you're feeling on the edge with it, and you don't want to, like, offend anyone by leaving. We all get it. We all understand that Yeah, it may be too much. But and if you want to leave and then join back, just stay on the page like what Maddie said. Thank you guys so much for, for listening to this episode. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.